Hey everybody, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. Dory may not have been throwing any super successful four-year-old birthday parties this weekend, but she did manage to make our son's playroom not look like a disaster. Thanks to the International Kia. What if I thought that's what Ikea stood for? International... <laughs> Uh, Kiwi Envelope Association. Oh, I'm. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not. It's not a terrible idea of a name. You could fit kiwis in a lot of their boxes. Exactly. It's the beauty of flat pack furniture. Yep. You know, you'd think we're past IKEA furniture. Turns but out our, but our son is not past <laughs> IKEA. No, in fact, he all he the before most it was of even his assembled, furniture is IKEA. before it was even assembled. He stepped on it and ruined it <laughs> yes that was great anyway dory brought a bought a giant you know one of those about cube, one of those cube storage alex ones let me tell you something mm -hmm. i measured before i bought it and you i measured correctly measure twice cut once you know that's the old adage measure twice go to ikea once yes i uh, did you go into Ikea? No, I, no, I did you click didn't. and collect. Click and collect. Is that a new thing? I can't imagine being in Ikea with Henry. They started it during the pandemic. It's like, like drive up. I feel like he'd make a run for it. I, I had zero desire to go both to Ikea with Henry and to Ikea on a Saturday. Right, but you both did both. Both of those things. No, but I didn't go in. Right, They brought okay. it out to me. Sure. Um... I was actually just talking about this on Forever 35, but that's not going to air for a week, for like, no, not a week, three or four days. So you'll get a preview of this on next Preview. Um, you know, I get very overwhelmed by all the clutter and stuff in our house. And it just, it feels so daunting that like, I can't even, it's hard for me to even start because it's like so much. And then I, then I was like, I read something somewhere, someone, I think like a Facebook post, someone made a comment that like just start with one room and i was sure. like you know what not only am i, am I going to start with one room i'm going to start with what i would argue is the easiest room yes henry's playroom yeah i agree with that and it's kind of the theory of like you like need a win you know you could well that's the whole thing of like debt right they say yes. you just pay off your that's smallest, exactly what i said on forever 35 yeah your smallest debt first yes. and then move on and then you move on yeah and this felt like our smallest debt well of the playroom i think so i mean it's, it's not also i should say i don't feel like it's done i still would like to go through the closet because right. there's tons of toys but like it feels it feels a lot better in you there. should you should tackle each of the rooms leading back to our bedroom and then the living room kitchen like that should be the last tackle yeah even though it's probably the thing that gives you the most anxiety yeah but you know that's our biggest that's our biggest clutter debt it is well also outside sure that's that's so then work your way towards outside okay Thank you. Thank you, Matt. You're welcome. Um, yeah. So Henry is very pleased. Henry <laughs> Henry loves organizing. Does he? Yeah. He was like, like I said, 
because he didn't want to nap. And then he, and then I was like, well, we could organize your stuff. And he was like, yeah, he got really excited. And then, I don't know, he's just like, he likes, he likes clean well, stuff. Well, he, he decided he didn't want to go to T-Ball. Right. And, you know, Dory and I are very much of the school of thought of like, I'm not going to fight you. No, if you don't want to, to you're, first of all, you're four. Second of all, yeah, it doesn't matter. And third of all, yeah, it's not, this is not going to be a fight. Right. So you don't want to go, don't go. Which I think in a way surprised him. Totally. <laughs> we're like, okay, what? Yeah. You're like, you don't want to go. You don't have to go. I was so close to getting him out the door though. Well, then you offered him the option of not going. Well, just because he was being so difficult. Yeah, he was. In getting his Outcome. socks on. Yeah. Yeah, I left the door open accidentally. Now there's a bug in here. Mm. You didn't get it. Well, I felt like I did. Mm. Anyway, um, so we did not go. And then we stayed home and he wanted to hit golf balls. So we hit golf balls outside for an hour. I went to a, a, a weird yoga class. Weird in what sense? Well, it was advertised as mobility vinyasa. Well, I, I know the first word. Vinyasa is just generally what like people have. People use it now as just sort of a catch-all for like a flow class. Gotcha. Um, but it was, it was like I don't know. It was very slow and. It was a lot of like very small movements. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't you, know Would you say it was a waste of your time? You know, I don't like to say any of these things are a waste of time. No, because now you know you don't like it. Yes. And also like, I'm sure my body got some benefit from doing it. You know, like I definitely, there were a couple of things where I was like, ooh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, that, sure. that feels creaky. Um, but I, I wasn't like, oh, I, I need to do this again. Right. I think uh, it's important to know that. Yeah. Anyway. So, we um, then, I then played hide and seek with my son for another, for 20 minutes or so. He's currently playing hide and seek, by the way. Well, his thing of hide and, he doesn't like fully understand hide and seek because his whole thing is like, after you count, he, ha he asks where you are out loud and you have to answer him. Or like he that, tells you like where you to hide. Him, yeah, you just yes. Or he tells you where to hide. <laughs> or he tells you where he's going to hide. Right, that's another thing too. But or he tells you not to hide in a tricky spot. Yeah, not a tricky <laughs> spot. I've outsmarted him a few times. I'm pretty proud of it. Um, but yeah, today he was so into hide and seek that he neglected to tell me that he had to use the bathroom. And then I opened up the closet and he's looking at me like really sad. Oh, buddy. <laughs> and he's like, I need you to change me. <laughs> oh, and I was just like, all right, come on. We're going to go in here and do it. And I was like, how far can you stand with your legs apart? He's like, well, I have to poop more. And I was like, well, how far can you stand? Because I didn't want to like pull down and, yeah, and like yeah, get yeah. it everywhere. And he's like, this is it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and then... As soon as I cleaned him up, I was like, go ahead, bud. You can go poop now. And he sat on the potty and wow. I mean, so I admire that he didn't, you know, fully go. Sure. <laughs> but also, 
hide and seek with him. Also, and there's that there's the beat of like, oh, I don't want to play hide and seek right now. Yeah. But like, I have no good reason why I can say I'm not going to play hide and seek with you. Yeah. Even though I slept so little last night. Mm. It was up till 4.30 in the morning, just like trying to sleep. Mm. I wasn't like, I wasn't like playing video games. I was literally in the dark, laying down, trying to sleep. And that clock, I just kept watching it. It was four something when I finally didn't see the clock again. That sucks. Oh, it was terrible. And then Henry jumped on me at 6.15 or so. He told me he woke up at 6.12. Yeah, that's probably about when he said he, because he came in and he's like, Dita, let's watch something. I want to watch something of yours. And I just, mm-hmm. I literally said to him, I was like, I watch whatever you want. He's like, number blocks. I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, I, did, I didn't, I didn't sleep. So I'm going to be sleeping pretty hard next to you right now. I didn't sleep well either, but Wait. not as bad as you. Well, I think the beauty of not getting sleep is the fact that you never really can recover from it in the sense of like, I'll never get that sleep back. That's true. You know, I don't want to nap in the middle of the day on a Sunday. Mm. No, actually I do, but mm. I can't because mm. we got this sweet, sweet pod to do. We got podcasting to do. I only golfed once last week, everyone. I don't, I'm not, I'm not sure why. I've been sleeping a lot more lately. Like every... I don't know. Actually, have I been sleeping a lot more or just like just waking up later? I think I've been sleeping more. I don't like it. I feel like my body can't like run on four hours anymore. Well, yeah, you're you're, you're almost 40. This is what happens. Oh, no. Sorry. Oh, no. Yeah. Sorry. Hate to break it to you. 40, I've learned, is not too start. Not too late to start Disney vlogging. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I have been telling you, you need to, you know, start thinking about how you're going to bring in more money. So maybe it's uh, Disney vlogging. <laughs> oh, man, I'd be so good at it. Not really. I think you would get pretty bored pretty quickly. <laughs> I don't doubt it. I mean, I get bored quickly now going to the park. I'm like, oh, thank God, Henry is having a great time because I don't think I could stay for more than I think at at like the four hour mark. I'm usually like, I mean, we didn't, we we took, we took Henry on Tuesday to celebrate his birthday, which was Monday. Um, We didn't stay for much longer than four hours. We stayed for maybe five hours. Yeah. Thank God. So, well, we were also terrified of traffic. Yeah. Going like during the week just for the day is like weird. And it was also insanely busy. It was very busy and it got hot. It was like really nice in the morning and then it got hot. Yeah, it was cloudy. I had a hoodie on. Oh, it was a promising morning. <laughs> and then the sun was like, I'm here. Yeah, and I'm fabulous. Yeah. And I'm gonna make you sweat. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, well, listen. Please send us emails at DorianMatt at Gmail or Mandor at Gmail. Call or text us at 413-461-BABY. And, um, Remember, if you think we might not have the answer, 
Ask us anyway. We probably don't. Chances are somebody out there <laughs> yes. listening has the answer. That's true. Um, and we will be right back. Okie dokie. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombus just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks. Tees and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love, anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher, like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet, not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. Bombus is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombus is that when you purchase an item, Bombus donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombus has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombus can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything, because what? <laughs> but they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. <laughs> That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know those, like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. And we're back. All right. We got... Oh, I got to get my copy up here. We got a nice email from Lauren. Who writes, Dear Matt and Dory, I apologize because this email is rather off topic from your usual. I discovered your podcast while listening to TNC when Dory made a cameo appearance. Nice. I'm a geeky NICU nurse and I find the science behind IVF fascinating. So while my husband and I did not need IVF to have our daughter, I still love hearing your story and the story of your other listeners. 
I'm only on episode 249, so I realize that I won't hear this for quite a while, but I felt compelled to write to you to say thank you. My father committed suicide a few weeks ago. He had terminal cancer, and I guess he couldn't deal with it anymore. I've been listening to you guys pretty much nonstop since then, especially at night, because it's really hard for me to handle the quiet. Hearing about your lives and adventures with Henry, he's about five months old at this point, helps me focus on other things besides mine and my family's grief. I even have the podcast playing overnight, but I always go back and listen to the episodes I slept through. I've also joined the Patreon because you guys have truly helped me more than I can even explain, and I really want to give back in some way. Anyway, all this rambling really is just about me saying a huge thank you to you guys for just being you. You're helping so many people, not just those in the IVF world. So thank you, thank you, thank you for continuing the podcast. And I look forward to hearing more from and about the two of you, Henry and Bo. Sincerely, Lauren. P.S. I don't know if you still do this, but 1,700 square foot house in a suburb outside of Fort Lauderdale with two adults and our almost 13-year-old daughter. I'm sorry, did you say 7,800? 1,700. Oh. <laughs> 1,700. Uh, sorry about your dad, but... I'm glad that we could be some semblance of a of comfort. Yeah. By being mundane enough to listen to at night. I mean, you you By love- all means, I listen, I always put something on at night. Yeah. I sleep to um what have I been listening to lately? Oh, this Northern Irish guy recount wrestling from the late 90s. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah, but it's like I don't know. It's just it's just it's a it's a good accent, and it's like I I, I appreciate YouTube videos that are properly leveled, mm. like things that aren't gonna get crazy loud for no reason. Mm-hmm. And I don't like you know absurd like music starting anywhere, mm-hmm. and then I can sleep. So, all right. Thank you. Well, thank you, Lauren. And yeah, really sorry about your dad. Um, yeah. I would say, is there anything we can do? But it sounds like we already did it by recording a podcast for years. Yep. Um, Matt, we have yeah. a voicemail. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I'm trying to like get to it. Like My email was frozen. Like, oh. wouldn't load. Um, this, this, I'm having all sorts of issues, actually. Hmm. This isn't working. This button's not working. Is there like a key being held down? Or I have two mouses activated? Like, what's happening here? Sorry, everybody. This is just... Would you like to pause? It's working now. Did okay. you see that? Yeah, I did. That's interesting. Now, voicemail, you said, correct? Yes, I did. Great. I'm going to go ahead and pull that voicemail from the voicemail bin. There is a voicemail bin. That we keep. Just ready for all kinds of voicemails to go in. We can keep our podcast organized. We need more bins in the house. Um, go in here. All right, which one is first? It is uh, Old British Eggs. Mm. Hi, Matt, Dory, Henry, and Bo. It's Megan from Florida. Um, real quick before I ask my question, Matt, um, you had said I... I came by way of Brisbane. I'm actually British, but fun fact, if you live in Florida for 20 years um, and come from the UK, you end up sounding Australian. (laughs) Um, Anyway, 
Um, I have a question, and it's kind of a, a bit of a um, throwback IVF question. I recently had a frozen transfer of a, a normal embryo, a PGTA normal embryo, and it resulted in a chemical, um, completely devastating, stressful, um, so much anxiety and heartbreak. Um, starting to pull myself together and I've decided to move to a new clinic. I have um, had two egg retrieval cycles, um, which resulted in one normal embryo. Um, I've had one transfer, one chemical. I had another chemical pregnancy a few years ago before starting IVF. And then I've also had a live birth, um, which resulted in my son, um, who is five. Um, I've had an HSG. I've had a saline sono. Um, my um, labs are fairly quote-unquote normal for someone my age. I'm just turned 43. And um, in moving to the new clinic, I'm just curious if any of the eggheads have any um, ideas about what to ask, what to request, what to explore um, as I look to potentially start a third um, round um, so, yeah, uh, any tips, advice, what would you do if you were me kind of stuff? Um, curious about hysteroscopy, potentially. Um, also curious if, if anyone has any general feedback on why euploid transfers typically fail when they fail. I'm ha having a hard time getting any information on on why they typically fail. There has to be a reason. I hate this um, like, well, they just work 50% of the time and the other 50% they don't. Well, th there must be a reason they don't, the other 50%. Curious what um, folks are, are thinking right now about PGT testing. I, um, uh, I have been hearing conflicting things about its um, accuracy. and um, So anyway, I'm, just, I'm really just looking for some advice from the slowest <laughs> yeah, maybe um, best message board out there. So um, would love some advice. Thanks so much. And thanks for the podcast. Bye. Thank you. And yeah, I guess living in Florida changes you. I could hear your actual accent a little bit more in that one. Maybe because I was listening for it. Mm. You know, oh. I really thought that that was your the, the top portion of your laptop, like just the screen just off. fell off. And I was like, no. oh, no, it was my hat. <laughs> you know, as you were talking and you were saying, like, there has to be a reason. I was just thinking, like, with IVF, there's sometimes there's a reason. And then sometimes they have no fucking clue. Right. There might be a reason. There might but be a reason, science, but there also might not be a reason. Science might not know what that is yet. That's also a good way of putting it. So, like, I think you should you should look for answers, but you also might come to a point where there just aren't any more answers, and you kind of just have to, like, make your peace with that. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, yeah. And also, like, Yes, you should do all the tests. You should do the hysteroscopy. You should do everything. Um, because there could be... Measure twice, cut once. Yes. There could be, you know, we don't know if there's an issue with your uterus. We don't know. Like, 
et cetera, et cetera. So that could be the reason, mm-hmm. you know, we don't know. Um, but I guess what I'm saying is like, it's very frustrating, but sometimes you're not going to get an answer that you're looking for. Right. But it sounds like you made a good call with your change of scenery slash yeah. doctors. And we wish you the best of science. Indeed. Um, all right. We have one other email before we're going to take another break. An email, not the voicemail. An email. Okay, go ahead. It's from Anonymous. I'm listening. I've been a long-time listener and finally have something to write in about. Okay. About a month ago, I went into my 37-week appointment with our first child, expecting it to be a quick 10 minutes or so. However, my OB found our little girl's heart rate to be only around 50, which, as you know, you are looking for something more in the range of 120 to 160. We also discovered overnight, the night before the appointment, our baby had flipped herself breech. Literally, she was head down the day before. I was rushed downstairs to the OB triage. Once I was hooked up to continuous monitoring, our baby's heart rate was back to normal. The doctor on call that day was willing to monitor for two hours. If our little girl's heart rate remained steady, we could discuss options. However, if it dipped, it would be safest to perform an emergency C-section. Yikes. I called my husband, who was one and a half hours away for work. He had carpooled to a meeting with a coworker, and in a scene straight out of a movie, I told them they'd better start heading back and step on it. My husband arrived at one hour and 45 minutes of monitoring. Everything was going well. We were about to start discussing options until at one hour and 55 minutes of monitoring, our baby girl's heart rate dipped again. Within minutes, I was being prepared for a C-section. Everything turned out fine in the end, but talk about a dramatic way to have a first child, especially when literally everyone had been telling us for months that first babies come late. Here is the annoying part. My husband works for a large utility provider who has changed their parental leave policy from three weeks of paid leave to 12. Our little girl had to be delivered 30 hours before the new policy came into, the, came into effect. We are now caught in the middle of a fight with HR. His manager, manager's manager, and their director have all instructed HR to grant us an exception given the circumstances and seeing as our daughter was due 17 days after the deadline. Instead, HR has been pushing back and continues removing the upper levels of management from their emails, denying him the leave. We found out that across the entire nation of Canada, there are 32 other families who had also taken on HR. We're the only family who had an emergency situation, and we seem to be the best-backed family by management. When the new policy was announced, it was introduced as a way to improve the family lives and mental health of employees. HR cannot seem to understand the irony of denying all these employees access to the extended leave by doing so. They are literally carrying out the opposite of the policy's goals. We have spent the first month of our daughter's life arguing with HR. We've essentially had the opposite experience of what this new policy is supposed to promote. I guess I don't have much of a question, just would like some validation that HR really missed the mark on delivering this policy. Seeing as HR continues to leave management off the denial emails, this whole situation is still ongoing. Parental leave policy woes on Ontario's West Coast. Yes, Ontario believes it is the center of the country. My country and my county's slogan is Ontario's West Coast. (laughs) P.S. If you ever want to see a sassy labor and delivery nurse get extra sassy while you're in shock at the entire situation you find yourself in, ask if there's any chance of delaying your C-section for 30 hours so your husband can get his full leave. The nurse will let you know exactly how she feels about HR. 
PPS, why do people think it is okay to tell parents who have undergone an emergency C-section, at least you didn't have a really long labor? Okay, sure, I didn't, but I unexpectedly had major abdominal surgery while awake for it. So, four so Costco, there's that. There is that. Four Costco hot dogs this year, one 38-inch TV on a wall that is way too large for it in our new house, 2,800 square feet, approximately 80%, 87% finished as we started building the house ourselves in our spare time during covid I'm shocked that you're in Canada, first of all. I was like, oh, this sounds as American as apple pie. (laughs) Uh, The denial of parental leave. Uh, Wow. That's really shitty. I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't even know what what you would do with that. Here's what I think they should have done. Yeah. They should have announced it, and and then it went into effect then. You know what I mean? Correct. Like... All of this bullshit about like announcing it, and but then, I'm sure, like I'm sure people, you know, had babies. Of course, there's the, always you know a week and a half before. You know, there's always going to be someone who is you know left out in the cold, right? Um, but it does seem like you. But it also seems like you should get this over with and start giving people the leave. Yeah, because you're only going to be hindered by it at the beginning then it'll be a more regular thing. Do you know what I mean? Totally. Maybe that doesn't make any sense. Why does HR get to tell you what to do regarding your health plan? Or is it an HR benefit? I guess it's an HR benefit. This sucks. I'm sorry. Right? Um, I hope you can like go over. I mean, if your manager, if your husband's manager and manager's manager are like all for it, then here's what I think they won't report you for not being. What I think needs to happen is your husband's manager's manager's manager needs to be a little bit more forceful about this. Like they need to really go to bat for your husband in a way. You need to get a hold of an HR manager, not just a rando HR person. Yeah. But I'm sure you already did. Um, well, let us know how that goes. All I can say is that sucks. All right. We are going to. Slash congrats on having a child. Slash maybe your 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 child is just really, really good at being zen. You know? And they get their heart rate down. They're just zen. Now that they're out and about. Let us know how's in they are. Okay, thanks. <laughs> All right, we're going to take another break. Okie dokie. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. What are oh, you hey. doing? I'm just saying, hey, we're right, we're back. Henry's here. Hi, bud. That is funny, Dita. Thanks for agreeing that I'm funny. That is funny, Dots. <laughs> what are you doing, Holly? I'm standing 
What? What are you doing, Dita? I'm talking to you on a podcast. How's it going? Uh, what? What is that? What is what? Yeah. This YouTube channel over yeah. here? This is just a random window that's still open on my computer. Yeah. Isn't that funny? <laughs> that is funny. Henry, can you tell us a joke? Why did the chicken cross the road? I don't know. Why? Because it didn't hit the button. <laughs> the crosswalk button? Yeah. <laughs> Henry, that's pretty good. I got another one. Okay. Why did the chicken didn't know to push the button when he crossed the other time? I don't know. Why? Because it hit the the button now. <laughs> so you're, it's just you're just stating a fact. I see. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Would you like to sing the number blocks theme? No. Okay. Would you like to tell them the joke? One, two, three, four, <laughs> one. Whoa! I can't remember. Which one goes up one to and another one is no the one that goes up to twelve. Oh, one, two, three, four, five. Oh yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Twelve. <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. We're not saying twelve this time. Oh, understood. Where'd one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. No eleven. <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. No ten. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. No ten. <laughs> Still no ten? Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. No, no nine. nine. Oh, my goodness. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. What about eight? No eight. Oh, my goodness. One, two, three, four, five, six. No seven. seven. Okay. One, two, three, four, five. No six? Yep. <laughs> One, two, three, four. No five. One, two, three. <laughs> Ready, here we go. One, two. <laughs> One. <laughs> no, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. One, twelve. Oh, wow. Ready, here I go. Zero, zero, zero. <laughs> so not even a one? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. That was good, Henry. <sighs> putting the microphone up. I'm putting the microphone up. Huh? Tito, why are you putting it back in? Oh, you wanted to take it off of the stand? Oh, I forgot. <sighs> what did you forget? Oh, let me see these two wire thingies. No, 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 no. no. you don't get to play with them. Don't pull them more apart.
No, they're mama's. They're mama's only functioning headphones. That showed him. Henry, thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Well, when are you done? Soon. Like what time? Five o'clock? Five o'clock? Sure. Yeah. Uh, you're going to be done at five o'clock. No, you're going to be done at 5.30. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> wow, okay. And Dina, yeah. I'm going to watch at five o'clock. <laughs> oh, that's why Mama's going to be done I'm at gonna, what, are you, what are you going to watch at five o'clock? <laughs> Mm, interesting. Mm. Okay. Sinky and dirty. Well, there you go. That's Henry for you. That's Henry. Um, should we? Let's let's home stretch it. Yeah. Um, you know, we got a bunch of emails about bedtime battles. Oh, did anyone have any solutions? Well, one person told us that we need to drop the nap, which. We we're trying sort of have we done, sort of but have like done. there are days when I'm like trying to put him to bed and he's not going to bed. And then I ask and it's like, yeah, he took a rest. I'm like, well, that's a nap. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. Um, so we're trying. He didn't nap today. Ultimately it's like his bedtime should just be on, on no nap days. It should be regular bedtime. And on nap days, we shouldn't have dinner until 8 p.m. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. So I'm going to read a couple of these emails about bedtime. Melissa writes, let me start by saying I feel seen. Bedtimes in our house have been a struggle for the last year. Things were fine until our daughter hit two and a half. And then one day, suddenly everything changed. There were tantrums, stalling, and an utter refusal to do things that used to be easy, like taking a bath or brushing your teeth. Bedtime went from being an easy half hour to an hour to an hour and a half to sometimes two hours of mayhem. We've tried a lot of things over the past year, and some of it works for a while, and some of it just helps set up some structure for when things go off the rails. Here are some things that have helped us and maybe others can try. Our daughter was lit at bedtime, like acting like we fed her nothing but sugar all day. (laughs) Then she wouldn't fall asleep until 930 or 10 at night. Mm -hmm. So we eliminated naps at home just after she turned three. Now there's a clear difference on days she's home versus at daycare where she's still required to nap or at least lie down and rest, which is pretty standard and out of our hands. Mm -hmm. Overall, though, things are much better and she usually falls asleep within 15 minutes of us leaving the room. We had a pretty structured bedtime routine when things started going off the rails, but found reinforcing it with a bedtime routine book helped. Our daycare helped us create a laminated bedtime routine book, which has a page for each step of bedtime with pictures. For a while, our daughter loved reading each page to figure out the next step. Eventually, some of the steps changed and she lost interest, so we had to try something else. Mm. That's when we started using previewing. Our daughter has a tough time with transition. So previewing, which is saying, first we will do this, then we will do this, has been really helpful so she knows what to expect. When she tries to delay things by throwing in something distracting, like playing with a toy or going downstairs to get a drink of water, we remind her that that's not the next step. The next step is this, and then we're going to do this. A lot of times she pushes to just do what she wants anyway, which is when we start mentioning that we are running out of time. When she continues to delay, we say we are running out of time. If you don't stop doing that and do the next step, we'll have to eliminate a fun step, like singing a song or reading a book or fewer Mm. books. I'll be honest, it doesn't always work. And sometimes telling her we're eliminating a step can cause a total meltdown, but not always. And I like to think that it helps reinforce the routine and create consistency, which sometimes feels like that's the best I can do. 
I've heard of other people using a bedtime checklist and reward system like stickers or putting stars on a whiteboard every time a step is completed. That really isn't my parenting style, so I've not tried it, but that might work for some people. I'm always trying to remind myself that most of this bedtime BS is circumstantial, like if your kid is tired, not tired, hungry, constipated, sick, etc., and also developmentally normal, like testing boundaries, expressing independence, and easily getting distracted. It's super hard to keep that in perspective when your kid has pushed you to the limit after an hour and a half of bedtime shenanigans, and all you want to do is pop down on the couch and watch Netflix. Sometimes at that point, it gets hard to keep it together, but we're all just doing the best we can and trying to meet our kiddos where they are. One final note on eliminating naps. I know the dread this causes all this creates all too well. We hung on to naps for months longer than we should have because of it, but once they were gone, we really didn't miss them. In fact, it was a relief that we no longer had to plan our days around a nap schedule. We've been able to do more and it's been so freeing. Hope this is helpful for someone out there and thanks again for all you do. Cheers, Melissa. Two adults, one toddler, two cats, 1400 square feet, Ipswich, Massachusetts. One 60-inch oh. TV, one 40-inch TV that's hardly used. Maybe five hot dogs. I already lost count. <laughs> Maybe five hot dogs. Maybe. Thank you. Uh, Henry also likes transitions, like likes to be informed about transitions that are coming because he has difficulty with them. Yeah. So the opposite of what I first said. <laughs> he does not like transitions. Yeah. Um, nap. Drop a nap at three is very impressive. Yeah, I mean, I think it's real kid dependent. Like, I know people have dropped the nap before three, and some people whose kids are still napping at like almost five. I mean, it's the thing of like, I guess you get away at like this. It's like that hour and a half. You're going to pay for it somehow. <laughs> it's happening on the back end or right, on the front end. Exactly. So it's like, is it the hour and a half respite during the day? Is that is that is that more useful than the hour and a half at night? Hard to say. Hard to say. I turned you. You're way down because of Henry. I'm sorry. Oh. Hello. Check, check. Oh, no. Oh, that's Yeah, loud. there you go. Um, yeah. Okay. We're going to hear a voicemail about bedtime. Here it is. Hi, Matt, Dory, Bo, and Henry. My name's Katie, and I'm calling from Texas. Uh, I've been following your podcast since the very beginning and since we had our own IVF baby who is about a year older than Henry. So I paused the podcast because you guys are talking about him not wanting to go to bed and all of that and the nap time situation. So I will say we were having the same issue with our daughter and she was taking a two-hour nap at her preschool. So we politely requested that the daycare teacher get her up halfway through nap, so an hour instead of two, and it has drastically changed bedtime for us. Um, she's actually tired at 8 o'clock when we put her down. Um, we're not fighting it anymore, and we have seen a huge change. She also starts kindergarten in the fall, so we were going to ease out a nap anyway. But if you are considering it, I highly recommend you at least give it a shot because it could change your bedtime routine. Anyway, I love you guys. Thanks. Bye. That's interesting. A shortening. It's hard to say, though, because Henry, sometimes his naps were like 40 minutes. Yeah, there was also a period where he was like fighting the nap and not taking a nap. Like he would just stay awake the yeah. whole time. And then he was suddenly like, no, I love naps. What do you think of his um, his whole routine of, oh, God, everybody, I'm sorry. That was me. You didn't get an email. My email finally started working again. Um, his like 
getting out of bed and walking to the door and opening the door. You mean when we're trying to get him to go to bed? Annoying. I mean, he always just has this little smile on his face. Yeah, he thinks it's like the most delightfully devilish thing. Yeah, but then like last night when he did it, like the last time he did it, I had to use my stern voice. Yeah. And then he stopped doing it. Mm-hmm. You really did. You know, the night, well, the, the two nights prior to that, um, you were out and I was putting him to bed. And it was, it was a, it was a, it was a labor. Mm-hmm. And it was the amount of times he'd be like, do you have to podcast? I was like, no. We were like, okay. All right, so we can stay up and party. Right. Like, wait, what? No, that's not what that means. Uh, and like, he would yell my name just to test me. And I never, I didn't leave the chair by his door. Like, so yeah. Every time I was like, what? Just hey, Dana. Yeah, I mean, last night he was pretty tired because he'd only had a short nap in the car on the way to ikea dita let me tell you something what dita dita i'm not tired (laughs) (laughs) Uh, oh it's funny um all right we have one last email from helen hey fellow eggheads would you like to give matt free money Yes, please. Tell me how. You do? So do I. It's going to take a little effort, but we can do it. Here are the steps. One, follow Mr. Myra on Twitch and watch occasionally or make your kids do it. Two, we do this often enough. Matt gets made an affiliate. Affiliates can get subs. Basically, you pay some to watch and get some stuff in return. Three, you use your free sub from having Amazon Prime on Matt. He gets cash. I'm listening. You don't pay anything extra. This sounds great. Four, everyone wins except Amazon, and honestly, they've won enough. I stream with my lovely partner on the YouTube. (laughs) Drop a like down below. So I know this is definitely a thing. Hugs to all who want them. Helen in the middle of England, probably streaming right now. Helen, it's a great idea. Everyone go on Twitch. Follow Matt Meyer was here. This week's been light because I've been writing, and I don't think streaming or writing a script is that enjoyable mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. unless it's like the most enjoyable thing and i was i'd be like this amazing new youtube account that <laughs> the writing process <sighs> i don't know but it's best for me if i'm not distracted yeah uh just some big wins lately where i've just you know i think i've had the my playstation on a total of like 40 minutes over the last you know called the week five days over the like four of the four of the five days wow which is huge usually it'd be like a seven seven hours probably that is huge it's not gonna help the streaming but helps the writing yeah it's hard to say what i should be focusing on right now because every path to up employment or self-employment is time consuming and none of them are immediate so it's like, what do I do with my time? Which, where is my time best used? <sighs> Hard to say. I mean, but look for me on Twitch. Yeah, Matt Myra was here. 
Um, and as mentioned last week, I messed up the Patreon spreadsheet. You did mention that. So if we didn't get your name already, I'm sorry. We also might have read your name and you're no longer a patron, which congrats, I guess. Um, Huzzah. But you can support us on Patreon. You get up to two bonus episodes per month at patreon.com slash adventure. You also get your name read on the podcast each month if I don't mess it up, which I haven't until now. Great. So, you know, your odds are pretty good. One time in six years is pretty yeah, impressive. Yeah, not bad. Um, all right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Bye. Bye.